Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 90 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host with the Lurgy, Edelweiss, otherwise known as Ben Mosswood-Ward, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder this evening, we have our Chief Bar Steward, Grant Psycho Kyle Walcott. Hello. What are you again? Are you a librarian or something? Our, our, our late Chief show host. archivist. Archi- yeah, librarian. You're a li- yeah. You're a librarian, basically, Colin. And uh, anyway, Colin is here as well, who's otherwise known as Phoenix Defire. Hello, everybody. And what a lovely late-night show voice he has. If you wish, you can join us live, hanging out in... Not at Lave Station, as for normal, but we're actually in Baker Hub, I believe it is. I've just tweeted it out, and I can't remember already. Yes, we're in Baker Hub on Deso 6A, which is a lovely place with nice... It's, it's got sun, it's got sand, and it's got some skimmers hanging around. Obviously, that's in the Elite Dangerous Horizons beta, uh, but we are in open there. We're also in the ISC chat channel, Hash Lave Radio, on QuakeNet, and you can access that through the Lave Radio page. Also, through the show, you can tweet us on at Lave Radio with any questions, and we'll try to answer them towards the end of the show. So, let's crack on, because we've also got an exciting thing for this evening. We've got a lovely TeamSpeak channel here, but they can't talk at the moment because I've shut them all up. We have applied the restraining orders. So, until we free them, I think we'll just talk amongst ourselves for a bit. So, Grant, how's your week been? So, yes, what was I doing last week? Well, I finished off the whole process of selling my Grant's flat. It's now concluded and all done and dusted. And we can now move on with my existence, which is awesome. Also, um, thanks to my youngest son, uh, is facing his first Christmas without his big sister being here. You see, his first comment was, Oh, no. I'm going to have to set an alarm to get up on Christmas morning because she's normally so excited she wakes them all up. Um, So it's going to be fun. He wanted a big proper Christmas decoration set up so I was out shopping with him yesterday and ended up with a four foot tall inflatable lighty up penguin which is such such a big fan inside the damn thing to keep it inflated it's ridiculous Um, and of course last week we had educating Ed for the hunting truckers and we did a big massive convoy with him and made him swear on air which was brilliant after that was an awesome show. I loved that one. It was one of my one of my favourites, especially making it drop the f bomb live on live not on live radio, live on the Elite Dangerous channel. I'm sure he'll be forgiven. There's been an awful lot of. I mean, obviously, you know, these things always have that polarising effect. There's always for every five people that love it, there's going to be one person that hates it. And there was only one comment that I saw, which was all about you know, yes men and all this stuff. And why don't people just you know give honest feedback? You know, like when actually, mate, we were really kind of all having fun. <laughs> it's just, it's just you're you're precluding yourself because you're so dead set against it that you're not able to come in and actually you know this is the, this is the game I was explaining to my son tonight as well it's a game where it's kind of like having Lego and it sits there in the box and you can look at it for ages and nothing will happen until you actually start doing something it's never going to be interesting Lego in its own self is just bricks of plastic sitting there so it's kind of like here's a game that you can play that you have to play it playing or you have to work at playing, and that's not obviously going to be for everyone. But I think once you find that way of playing it that suits you, it becomes far more uh, 
pleasant and, and enjoyable. However, that said, there is a hell of a lot more that could be in-game to make it even more fun. There is a hell of a lot of polishing that could be done, and I think his concerns in that particular posters were that these events and back-slapping episodes tend to make uh, for no change to the bits that need to change. Um, but I don't agree with that. I think, you know, Frontier are well aware of what needs to be done, what's going to go in, and they're working at it. We've just, you know, it's a game, so play it and have fun or don't play it really is the sort of advice that I would give to people. If you're not having fun playing it, then it's maybe time to sort of sit back until something comes in that you can see a way of enjoying. Uh, I think I I agree with that. It's, you know, Elite Dangerous very much your... It's a, it's a sandbox in almost the purest words. You know, it's like, do what you want. You've got, what was their original catchphrase again? Something like, um, uh, Blaze Your Own Trail. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, you think about that, That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, when you think about the likes of uh, Minecraft, you know, people could get into that game and, well, you know, you could explore, you could mine... Uh, there's not so much piracy, but you could kind of do that. But it's kind of a, a it's a gaming tool. It's a play tool to play with, as opposed to a game that brings you in. So I think there's a degree of that. But I'm not being as you know as cruel as to suggest that uh, you know if you can't if you've got no imagination, then you're never going to enjoy it. So don't bother playing. It's not for you. The game is for everybody. It really is. It's just a case of finding an in something that makes you go. I really want to play that, and I can, you know, I just think of the hilarity uh, Horizons has brought us, you know, proper, proper tears of laughter. Um, <laughs> it just, it's, you know, that's what gaming's about, and if it makes you moan and swear, then you're probably playing a role that doesn't suit you. Uh, you should hear me exploring. It's kind of like Kevin Bloody Wilson's been let loose. Well, we'll get on to that in a bit, but I, I, I've been doing a review of exploring as well. Anyway, Colin, now that we've stopped talking, how have you been this week? Well, this week in-game, I have been mostly doing the uh, exploration um, goal and also looking at how to get the Google Cardboard to work with Horizons, uh, which I'll probably be covering and showing off in Top Shift at some point in the near future. Uh, apart from that, um, the, the miniatures game got a bit of a knockback a couple of weeks ago. I think I covered that. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to rewrite the rules for it, so um, I've been playtesting ideas on that one. And thanks to Mr. Snoswell, we now have ships which are all in the same scale, so I'll be putting a picture of that up on uh, Reddit sooner or later so for everybody to have a, a, a butcher's at and, and give feedback and see whether or not it's the kind of thing they're after so uh, yeah, apart from that as usual, boring work that I don't really like to talk about because it just puts everyone else to sleep Indeed, we try not, well I try not to mention my day life because it's kind of boring, but then again you know, here I am on a Tuesday evening talking about video games. So, you know, I'm not going to make any comments about the quality of my life. Uh, right, anyway, now that I'm feeling suitably sad and lonely, let's move on to the development news for this week, shall we? Yay! Right, well, should we start out with Mr. Brooks' development update on from last Thursday? I thought that was nothing massively, I thought, exciting about it. Uh, it was all kind of information that we already knew, I thought. Um, but yeah. I, 
I was wondering a couple of things. You know, like we've got the the SOVs have are now getting extended range as of beta three, I think it was. Um, were people actually running out of fuel? Do you think? I mean, it seemed kind of crazy to me. Okay. How can you Grant, you always run out of fuel. No, but I mean, I did actually really, really, really quickly. On the first time I was on a planet, um, I think it was probably maybe before the Beta 3, because we're now we're on Beta 4, of course. Um, but, yeah. you know, you'd, you'd run around for a bit, and you, I just noticed that my fuel was really, really low. And I thought, for some reason, one of my key bindings for the, you know, the, the vertical thrust... And I think, I think whatever I'd binded it to, it kept firing constantly. It's like, kind of like driving a pimped-out SRV, you know, with one of those pimped-out sort of suspensions where it just keeps popping up and down as you're flying. And that just totally and utterly emptied my fuel tank constantly, so um, it may well help with that. But then since then, even last week when we were on the planet, I found that that wasn't an issue anymore, so I don't know if it's maybe a previous bug that's been patched a little bit and now it's been confirmed fixed, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I did notice that when you're using that uh, vertical thrust, your fuel disappears like... Uh, real quick they covered that in the Adam and Ed show um, and yeah the one thing that they did say is that you only use that vertical thrust when you absolutely need to because it does have a nasty habit of emptying your tank but it's so much fun when you can corkscrew your car standing on the spot you know just boost into the air and do a flip uh, well, at the moment I'm having problems doing, doing anything I can't, I've got my bindings for my SRV <laughs> yeah, bindings for the SRV does seem to be a bit of an issue at the moment. I mean, I've still got problems with uh, just firing the turret, even though I have um, gone through all the steps that the uh, they've outlined in the bug reports. So, yes, um, still very much a little bit of a beta to go to sort of these things out, I think. Ah, I've just found my turret binding. It's that one there. So, so I, can, I can do that. Oh. Yeah, we're just going to think. What what else was there in the the sort of Michael Brooks stuff? The only other thing that kind of looked of vague interest was the SRV death behaviour, because I've been lucky, I guess, that I've not actually died in my SRV. But I know yeah. there was basically a problem that we were getting sent back to the bases rather than to our ships, which is what's meant to happen. I guess. Yeah, well, this is exactly what happened today. Is I logged in and instantly crashed my SRV, blowing it to bits on Diesel Six A, and I've had to make the whole journey back from Jameson to get back oh, no. there. So I'm just arriving now. So everyone that's watching on the Twitch.tv forward slash Live Radio is going to get to see how I land on a planet. Oh, that'll be fun to watch then. So Will that be like your friend in the Clipper? No, no, he just didn't quite grasp how. Uh, heavy the gravity on that particular planet was I didn't realise his actual speed until he connected <laughs> I mean did you see the video of somebody landing on the 6, gravity, six G world in oh Achenar I believe it was That was, was that Chaos Wolf? I think it was Chaos Wolf wasn't it? Because he, um, he decided to try and find out how difficult it was to land So was it, I thought it was Obsidian Ant um, or maybe it's just retweet. I don't know. Right. Well, I'll, I will go and check, and get back to you on that. I see. Can tell us, but yes, it was an awesome video. I liked it. Yeah, I must admit, you don't want to take a a, <laughs> a T. You don't want to take a T nine to a six G world. I think that just goes to prove. I don't think the engines are strong enough for you to be able to land properly. 
do you think that's got potential gameplay things so that, yeah, sure, maybe you can't get your Type 9s into the high-gravity worlds, so we're going to have to have more of a role for um, for haulers and things like that. Hey, the planetary shuttle! <laughs> we want the planetary shuttle. Hey, yeah. We definitely no. <laughs> want the planetary shuttle. I do, anyway. Planetary shuttle would be fun. I've always said that we should have buses. Oh, we want our space bus. I think that, that seems only reasonable to me. Right, sorry, I'm just while we're talking, I'm also getting wings up so we can actually all meet. So it's apparently mind wipe yourself and we're all split across different instances, so hopefully we'll be able to get in the same instance and meet up somehow. Well, I've just got right. interdicted by somebody in a, a Viper Mark Four, and they're making very good use of chaff. Okay. By, this is by a human, then? No, no, NPC. Really making a okay. good use of chaff. I'm just, I'm just watching Commander Massey swooping in very nicely in his cutter. It's, oh, I'm right it's next quite to impressive him. watch. It's impressive watching them flying over it. It's such a feeling of scale now. I mean, the cutter's obviously it's a massive ship. Wow, it just looks just sitting there. It's it's quite scary and imposing, and it looks so beautiful. That doesn't make for good radio. So let's move on to the beta two patch notes because that was a beta two patch notes was quite a short one. I thought there was not a lot really there. Um, well, when you must admit though, I mean, seeing the amount of fixes and patches that have gone in over the last week since it was only launched a week ago, um, I oh. mean, wow. They must be burning the midnight oil over oh, there. Oh, definitely. I mean, betas two, betas three and four have had humongous patch notes, but there was a lovely bug though in beta one, I guess, that was fixed in beta two, which was the hitting a planet at high speed does weird things. I just want to know what kind of weird things happened. I mean, you know, did it involve thargoids? What? You did destroyed I, did... the planet. <laughs> I mean, did anybody actually experience this or know anything about oh, it? Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if you left like, one of those big puffy uh, wily coyote dust clouds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cow was here. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, we can't draw our willies in planets. We know that. We have tried. <laughs> have you now? Or maybe maybe you could leave or? a sort of ship-shaped crater or something. That would be quite funny as well. You'll just see loads of these uh, T9 shapes left by me. Yeah, well that's a, that is a bug that's been fixed actually in Beta 4, I think in today's ship, was the problem that point of interests, you'd sort of, you'd be landing facing a base or a great big Type 9 that's crashed all over the planet, but when you're in your ship you can't see it until you actually get into your SRV, which, it kind of makes no sense and I'm so glad it's been fixed. Um, well, I think you have to say, is, would you consider this beta to have had more bugs in it than any of the previous betas on sort of first glance? You know? No. No? Definitely not. No, I mean, you think about some of the size of the bugs that have been fixed in previous patches as well. We've had, like, pages... We've had two, three long pages of bug fixes in patch notes. So... Yeah, and they've been coming out sometimes two, three, four, well, two or three a day. Whereas we're only on beta four. I think with CQC, didn't we get up to beta seven or eight? It was really, it was high. Okay, and yeah, there was two of them in the same day. Maybe it's just more, they're more game affecting 
than beforehand. You know, where it would maybe just sort of like to be an annoyance as bugs. It's been more, um, you know, well, definitely, certainly since the last couple of patches, I've had far, far less crashing, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, I've not had it's, a lot of crashing actually. Yeah, it's nice to actually see at the moment. This time last week, it was crashing three or four times during our our, our show. This time, um, I've got I've got about ten, fifteen people in the instance. It seems to Don't be holding jinx up it, a fine. Jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point. Though, let's try and let's. Okay, so I testing. I'm driving towards Colin at full speed, and let's see if I can find him and not crash the game. Oh, you, well, you just vanished. Yes, I know my <laughs> my. And there's our beta testing for us. Did you just crash? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I jinxed I told the you bugger, not to didn't jinx I? It, Colin. Ah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's brilliant. Thank you. Okay, so maybe maybe there are a few problems still then. No, uh, I can't again. I am going to do something. Uh, which is probably not sensible, but there's a rather large rectangular building that looks like I can park my Cobra on top. Oh, I think that has to be done. I was going to say, Grant, if you want to try and join our instance, then that might make sense as well, because there's a lot of commanders here when they don't crash. Okay, so here we go. I'm coming in to land, so if you're watching this in the Twitch stream, I am going to try and land on this building. Um... I guess I might be making the journey back from Jamison in a couple of minutes, but let's put the landing gear down. Dee, 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 dee. So yeah, yeah you, can looks tell, like... you can tell it's a quiet Newsday week, can you? <laughs> yeah, while well, we wait for Grant to land, going dee 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 dee. Oh, it says unsuitable terrain. Oh, that's... Well, just try landing on it anyway, even if it is unsuitable. Like a... Like a glove. Here's the thing that I don't get, though, is one of the uh, notes from today's patch was hide roll UI from Season 1 players. What's this roll UI? Does anyone know? Well, that's when you're upside down and you've got the self-writing, I thought. Yeah, a roll UI... But it's spelt R-O-L-E, not R-O-L-L. Unless it's a typo. Uh, yeah... I don't know about that, that's a bit strange. It is a bit strange, I couldn't quite figure out what that meant. Um, I think one of the things though that they did add today, which I've not tested but I'm quite looking forward to, is they've added mouse controls for buggy steering as well. Which, I mean, I, I've got my mouse working quite nicely eventually with my turret, which that took a lot more effort than I was expecting it to, but now that I've got it done, yeah, I can, I don't know who this is, who is this person? I can basically track on Commander Wu Ye and lock onto him and see everything he's doing, and it looks really nice. And it just it feels very FPS-like, I suppose. Um, I just need to try and get my moving around whilst in turret mode to actually work, and not be totally gimped. I mean, I assume you guys have all tried the turrets, yes? It's yeah, not tried the turrets. I've not been able to yet. No. I mean, I, I've tried it. It's fine when you're just sitting there. But I find it very, very hard to control my turret whilst driving along. And it doesn't feel as easy as, say, driving 
I mean, I think the best example of how to do a turret was in something like... I won't say Halo, actually, where I think basically you drove your turret and your turret then steered your vehicle. That's always felt very natural to me, whereas our current drive around and maneuver is probably more accurate. Bloody hard. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the problem that I had is that I actually wanted to guide my turret using the little... Um, the little mouse stick on the throttle of the uh, X-52 and I, for the life of me I just couldn't get that to work no matter what profile I used so at the moment um, I'm kind of using a kind of hybrid version of the uh, of the X-52 throttle and a mouse and it seems to work but it's not as intuitive as say Battlezone or um, uh, some of the other vehicle stuff it's that we've had and things no, I think it's one of these things where you're going to have to learn. Yeah, it's definitely a learning curve. And sorry, I'm just jumping over two commanders in their SRVs because I can. Because that's just awesome, and that's how we roll. Um, that's definitely how I you end up with another... <laughs> Somebody just drives it to me. I don't know if they meant to, but they did. Um, another thing that they added, which is a lovely little quality of life feature, is adding the ability to load cargo to your ship without docking. And I think that makes a lot of sense, because there's been a couple of times when I've been out scavenging, and obviously our SRVs can only have two tons of cargo on them. So it's just a case of now, instead of having to go through the whole process of getting into your docking bay, dump it, go through the animation, in and out, and then go back and collect more, you just you can just say, please load my cargo, and it does it, which... It's a nice little quality of life thing, and I think it makes sense. But there was a lovely bug, well, this is the last one of the bugs that I found, which just made me smile, which is... Prevent tiny planets from having a combination of basins, large-scale deformation, Europa line, rifts and craters, having a depth greater than the radius of the planet itself. <laughs> I love this idea of like a planet just being cut in half because of its its craters or something. That would be that would be awesome. Can you imagine flying through that? Mm. What if the planet kind of splits idea. apart around you? I mean, it might not be very... Oh, I, I don't know how realistic it would be. I think it's one of those things... Mindwipe seems to be up in the air still. Um, it's one of those things where you really don't want to have that kind of graphical nightmare of uh, this endless crater. Just kind of, you know, making it look crap. So I suppose these are things that just stop that kind of game-breaking, immersion-breaking... What the hell's wrong with that planet? We should definitely have... Um, you know, destroyed planets and bits with half the planet there that we can go on, because that could be awesome. That would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Just having these... Oh, but a gigantic like, floating crater in space does not a broken planet make. <laughs> is it Kronos in the new Star Treks that is basically a broken planet, or which one was it again? I have no idea. But there's one of the planets that they were in the new Star Trek where you've got like half the planet. Maybe it's one of the moons of Kronos, actually. And then they've got like the debris from the rest of the moon spiraling in towards the planet, I guess. And I just, it looked awesome. How realistic it was, I've got no idea, but it looked so cool. Oh, Romulus. Mindwipe is telling me it's Romulus, yes. It's Romulus in Star Trek. I knew I recognised it from somewhere. But it did look so awesome. 
So anyway, should we move on to the newsletter 102? Which started out life with the minimum for VR, which was also covered in a VR Focus magazine. The, the minimum spec for VR, it's pretty really damn hefty, so I'm not massively surprised by that. Uh, needs Windows 7 or above, not a surprise. Windows uh, has to be a 64-bit version of the OS, which was a wee bit controversial announcement that Frontier made a while back. It needs a blooming hefty CPU, though. It needs a i7-3770K quad-core CPU or better, and that apparently equates to an AMD FX4350. Um, again, quad-core. 16 gigs of RAM, an NVIDIA GTX 980 with 4 gigs of graphical RAM or above. So I know quite a few people went off and bought the 970 recently for ED Horizons, and that kind of backfired on them, and I think Fosser it was, was saying that the 980 is £150 more than the 970, so that's a bloody good graphics card. Yeah, but the the GTX 970, that will is the minimum spec for the Oculus Rift. But fr uh, Frontier are saying that they want the 980, apparently. I mean, I, I wouldn't No, that's be for surprised. the Vive, though, isn't it? It might be for the Vive, but they, they're saying for VR. So Frontier are just saying for VR. But they have right. moved development into the line, so obviously if the, if the minimum requirements for the Vive are that then they exceed the oculuses therefore that will become the minimum that they can then quote for vr experience out of you know, to meet the maximum rather than worrying about the minimum um, because you need to sort of find that common factor um, to determine which setup will guarantee that you can use oculus that you can use um, vive or whatever other ones come out of the woodwork in the next couple of sort of uh, months and years yeah, well, the only thing that I can see from uh, those required specs means that I'm not going to be getting uh, uh, any kind of uh, VR headset apart from <laughs> apart from the Google Cardboard for quite some time. <laughs> Indeed, but I mean, I have to admit that I'm getting fairly solid frames of 30 FPS and above on Horizons, and it's not fully optimized yet. And this isn't a job that meets that recommendation, obviously, but I am above the minimum specs now, and something's just gone boom. But I'm not really all that surprised, though, about the Dangerous Horizons needing pretty damn impressive graphics for VR, because when you consider what you're displaying, it's what is it? It's basically the equivalent of two 1080p monitors that you're having to drive at 70, 80 frames a second, of yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely for that beautiful experience. You, for that beautiful you experience, yourself again, Grant. Yeah, for that beautiful experience, you really do have to, you know, unfortunately, pay through the nose. Um, but that's going to be the price of having a card that can feed the the hardware that is. Obviously, over the next couple of years, the VR is going to come down. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know whether the interactive feature of gaming is going to make 3D and the virtual experience be more long-lived than Sky 3D, which has obviously now gone from having multiple channels to having one. And that will probably go soon as well, because it's only a part-time channel. And that was something that kind of shocked me, was how quickly 
you know, 3D television died. It <laughs> just nobody wants it. Yeah, well, I think it, that got just to go off topic for a second. I think that was just a, an impact from the cinemas because everyone was there going, "Well, it's not like the great experience that they wanted it to be." And we've got a 3D telly here at home, and to be honest, um, it's good for some films, but you can always tell the ones where they just put it through the the post-production process, uh, uh, and 3D is bad. And it's those bad 3D films and bad 3D experiences which have tainted the whole thing. Now, when you come to VR, VR is completely different. Everybody who has had a go at uh, either Elite Dangerous or the 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 pant soiling alien isolation in in VR have come out with a completely different experience. And people wouldn't be going as mad as they are over these headsets if there wasn't something there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the the gaming experience, but I'm just wondering, realistically, once you've done a racing game, once you know, obviously we're going to have the likes of uh, uh, well, a dream of a Jeff Cramming Grand Prix with VR support, that would just be amazing, some kind of stunt car racer VR, you know, we're going to get all the same games done, released with a VR stuck on the end, just to kind of go for that budget market and go, here, buy this, here's Elite 1984 VR and um, oh that'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> sorry, you wouldn't need you wouldn't need your high end graphics cards for that, would you? But it it just comes down. I wouldn't to, want to bet on it. <laughs> it just comes down to it's, it's how well if if they just go if gaming manufacturers make the mistake of not going for the full deep involvement the the sort of complete. Um, what would you call that? Immersion into the game. If they go for kind of some kind of tacky firing stuff at your face and not engaging with the information that can be got from these devices, then it's going to become flat and unwanted very, very quickly and leave a lot of people with expensive hardware that's going to pee them off. But with the likes of Elite and the potential for games like Call of Duty to engage in these things, Alien Isolation, that kind of game, to totally and utterly blow your mind then as long as they don't go for the cheap options and just kind of crowbar in VR activities, then I think they'll be fine. But yeah, I just I hope it stays around because I certainly, it's certainly something that is one of those gush-worthy, jaw-dropping things to be able to show your granny on Christmas Day. Here, granny, have a go at this. As your granny then pukes up because you put her on a roller coaster ride. You betcha. But after I'm not massively surprised about VR or 3D, sorry, failing on 3D TVs because even 3D films. But the only really 3D film I think I've actually seen would be um, Avatar. Everything else has been these crappy post-production things with a couple of here's a 3D gimmick, and it's then just been a bit naff. I hope that maybe Star Wars will do a decent job of it though I'm not going to bet on it um, I think I do have a 3D seat booked for Star Wars Episode 7 but that was mainly because that was the showing that was at the time I wanted as opposed to I have to see it in 3D but everything else is all a bit meh I thought but do any of you have a tow uh, rope? yeah do you have a tow rope on your SRV? Um, oh no, what you done? I seem to have lost a couple of wheels into the sand. 
Oh dear. That's actually it's something we were talking about earlier on chat that there's been a few times when we would like maybe our ship to have like the claw or something like that above it. Because, you know, if you're down a onion and you can't get out, ship's not going to land, you can't get out the canyon because it's too steep, you're really kind of scuppered. So, you know, we do want a almost like a sky crane kind of idea, just your ship hovering over you and then like Thunderbird to drop it. Something just went boom behind me again. Um, like Thunderbird to just drop a claw down to pick up your SRV. It would just make a lot of sense as opposed to, sorry, but you have to land and we will then pick you up. Yeah, but that's going to be like <laughs> one of those blooming, you know, machines you see at those dodgy fairgrounds. <laughs> You're saying that like it's a bad thing? I mean, you know, I don't want to bring Remclub out, but if you want to say anything about minigames... <laughs> oh. Don't mention minigames! Uh, but God, how much of a fun minigame would that be? Though, like, you go into your cockpit, it's like left a bit, right a bit, and grab your grab your SRV, and it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. No, it's oh. not splat. Ten percent hull damage. Even better on a lava planet, being able to pick up somebody else's <laughs> SRV and then drop it in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's so much potential we could have for fun here. Fun griefing. <laughs> All that kind of stuff, yeah, whatever you want to call it. So then we had, after the minimum spec for VR, we had Sandy's Guide to ED Horizons, which is basically the same kind of stuff that was being said in when in Tuesday's stream that we had last week. So. Well, it, it wasn't quite, I mean, it was much more lower key. It was just guidelines. I mean, some of the stuff was, you know, I know last week we were talking about the fact that we had issues when you hit this DRP and the DRP was too high and you couldn't fly the rest of the journey. And then that turned out that it wasn't recognizing that you had horizons and your account, etc. There's all these kind of little glitches and stuff. So it was really helpful to kind of let you know what, should be happening in order to help you work out when it's not happening um, and then of course the, the link in that article to, I think the link in that article to the the video tuition, the training which is absolutely far more in depth and talks about using your disc, you know your scanners and stuff in your SRVs and all the, the more advanced things like uh, what do they call it, synthesising Synthesis, uh, synthesis, yes. Yes. Crafting, to you Crafting, and I. Crafting, essentially. I think my SRV is broke. Well, it's funny that you should mention the synthesis. I must admit, I've been playing that quite a lot. And it's, it's one of these therapeutic kind of slow grinds that um, you don't realise that you've lost so much time and got so little from it. A bit like mining, then, you mean? Yeah. But the thing is, it's essential, because you need to refuel your SRV, and the only way you get that done is by um, looking about the planet for uh, elements. Or you call your ship back and say, Hi, shippy, come and refuel me. Ah, but you can't. You don't refuel from your ship. You only refuels when you get I the ship we, to your I station. I thought we could refuel from a ship as well. No? Okay. Nope, you have to... Yep, you have to... Synth it's got to be synthesized. That's surely the objective, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah there's, there's the adjective synthesize, but this is this the whole process is called synthesis. 
So yes, it's quite an interesting sort of change. And I think, to be honest, I know we all had relative... Well, I had concerns about the whole crafting and it being, you know, either too Eve-like or too just not right, just not fitting in the universe. But synthesis seems to be okay. I don't seem to find it off-putting or immersion breaking as such at the moment but then again i've not had a good chance to do it i do love the scanner i think the scanner is spectacular oh i definitely agree with the scanner it does take a little while to get the hang of it but once you've got the hang of it and you begin to get a feel uh for what it's telling you uh then it becomes probably the most useful tool outside the uh the jets on your on your uh, on your srv I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Right, so after that, we've got a whole load of Christmas events that are coming up from Frontier. Starting out on the 17th with the Billionaire's tre Treasure Hunt, with the biggest Easter egg hunt by the Billionaire yet. Have any of you guys taken part in that so far, or has that just sort of passed you by? No, uh, it's, well, not, it's, it's not starting till the 17th of December. No, but the previous ones. I'm, oh, no, I'm not aware of those. I know I, I don't remember there being one, and I certainly don't, definitely didn't get to take a chance to take a part of it. So I'm not sure if it's something that's maybe. I, I see. I don't know if it is it a frontier run thing or is it a community run thing. I'm not sure. Well, um, according, we get the impression that this is definitely a community run thing. Uh, oh, sorry, a frontier run thing. Oh, oh hang on, coming in too fast. Right, That's what so she said. it's just one of those one of those um, situations then where um, it could be awesome. I know I've seen a lot of the bits and pieces coming uh, up and the Christmas stuff that look amazing, but I wasn't aware of the Galactic Billionaire. Um, obviously, someone who's far more successful than the Galactic Intern. Um, so it could be quite interesting, but you know this stuff is always going to be epic. And there's another thing that they do mention in there as well, which is curious to me. And I'm not interested from a point of view of um, desperately wanting to get involved, but I'm curious to talk about the the auction, and that it closes on the 16th of December. Does anybody have any information on this auction? Because I can't find out what it is, where it's running, how does somebody bid? I'm, I'm assuming it's not just an eBay listing for a dodgy copy of Elite Dangerous. <laughs> I'm the same. I, I have no idea what that's about. It's just like... I'm just. You know, I guess my that's concern is we'll find out this week maybe we've got obviously this week's newsletter may well start it off and it may well run over the weekend and into the next week on the sixteenth, and maybe just by keeping us informed that it will close uh, is a is a good way of um, getting people ready for it. And uh, yeah, I'm really quite excited to see what might be in there. Michael Brooks underpants, well, beard clippings, uh, David's jumpers. Oops. Uh, Sandro's shirts. Uh oh, I mean, I, I've just made the missile the base hostile to me. Help! <laughs> I just ran over Ooh. a sentry. Oh, was that you getting That's, shot at there? Yes, run away! Oh, boom! Oh dear! I, think I just died. I'm not, I'm mind wipes just <laughs> hanging there in, in in the sky at the moment. He, he looks yeah, I think quite... mind wipes crashed. <laughs> yeah, he's having some difficulties. So, yeah, I'm really interested in the charity auction. Then, of course, there's the 24-hour stream on the 21st of December, which 
I think you know that could be quite a spectacle, and I'm looking forward to that. Oh. Um, I'm looking forward things... to seeing. To seeing what? I'm really looking forward to seeing um, Ed's face after the 24 hours. You know, can you? I remember watching oh, Young Vigor. He's not doing the whole thing himself. Oh, he has to be. If Ed, if Ed isn't doing the whole thing 24/7 of Ed, I am going to be very upset with him. No, not at well, all. Well, it's not. It's a 24-hour no. frontier oh. stream. You've got the total wrong end of the stick. Oh. So, I mean, the, the, for, for example, we've got Michael Brooks, uh, and he, he's got some bits and pieces he'll be doing. There'll be gameplay. There'll be all kinds of wonderful, awesome things throughout the day. Uh, they'll obviously have tons of giveaways. And then it all leads up to the, their charity. I think, is it a charity stream, that one? It is a charity stream, isn't it? They're raising funds no. for special well, this effects. Is, but it's, if you read it, right, saying he will be live and chatting with the Elite Dangerous community for 24 consecutive hours. That, to me, is saying, Ed is on the stream 24 hours, and I want to see how insane he is at the end of that period. He's got guests coming in, I sure, but Ed is bailing out for eight hours to get a bit of sleep. I'm not going to be impressed. <laughs> okay, I could be, I I could be proven wrong. I want wrong. to see Mad Ed. I just you just want to see him face. You just want to see him sort of uh, face plant into a, a big bowl of what's it, aren't you? Don't we all? I, I, I think Kate Russell would quite like that. Just a vicious, <laughs> a vicious slur, sir. A vicious slur. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait. I'm, I'm not sure then. Or maybe we'll have a wee chat with Ed and confirm whether or not he's going to do the stream himself. It may well be that. Um, it would be pretty epic if he does. Uh, it'd also be completely oh. crazy of him if he does. I, I, I think that's why I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to be, I'm going to be meeting up with Ed on Friday because this Friday, Saturday and Sunday, Ed is going to be showing off Elite Dangerous at the HCC Vive stall at I-56 in Birmingham at the NEC. So he's over my neck of the woods this weekend coming. So we're going to go and grab a curry or something like that, hopefully. Excellent. But I probably won't be taking my microphone, because that would be nasty. Unless Ed wants me to. <laughs> Excellent. Um, um, I mean, it's what you can, you can ask him and then get some information. Obviously, there's going to be more exactly. and more information and teasers released over the, the next coming weeks, and certainly in this week's newsletter, we'll probably get a little bit more information. Um, and it should be it should be epic. Actually, I'm really quite looking forward to that and being uh, playing whatever part is required or requested of me. And um, you know, I think we could do another frontier, um, to, you know, elite frontier. What do you call it? Crikey, what is it? Encounters, elite encounters RPG. We can get uh, maybe Michael Brooks to GM a game of that. That could be a good laugh. Well, that could be fun for that nicely segues into some sad news that Commander Sellerson released. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but basically it's not due to... sad news. It's, well, it, it is sad news if you're waiting for it. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel Dave has had... Um, he's been in hospital and things like that. He's a poorly boy, and that's not good news. That's not... I'm. Oh, Dave's been in hospital! Ha 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 ha! No, it's not. I feel for Dave, and I. I That's I feel not for quite where I was going. Thanks for making me out to be a heartless bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but what, it's I, what I meant was, it's it's you know, it's an it's an unfortunate sort of uh, delays. Obviously, he's, uh, but it, all it is is a delay. It's not a 
you know, because that's what I thought. Oh, I... You're kind of building it up for it's not going to happen, people. It's not. It's not that at all. He is just deciding that it's going to be a lot easier for him to recover and get back to full strength if he takes the sort of Christmas and New Year period off. To be honest, anybody that expects people to sort of uh, complete a project over this festive period is maybe expecting a bit much of anybody that's got family. Um, but he's so close, you know. Well, I say that. The game's so much fun, and I think that's probably where an awful lot of the pressure comes from the community is that they're just they're seeing people playing it and thinking, how come we can't play it yet? How come we can't play it? How come it's there? They, look, they're all doing it. Let's let us have a shot, Dave. Dave, let it out. And of course, that's a, a pressure that he doesn't need and doesn't want. And his health and his family do most definitely have to come first. I think we all agree with that. I don't think anyone would say that. But yeah, any any oh, sort of pressure. I think somebody was saying that they did disagree. I think on his live stream when he did it, he was getting some grief for it, which yeah, I don't see how anybody could give grief over real life comes first. You know, well, you got to just point take them, a break. Point them to the Kickstarters, like uh, the the Elite Fiction Kickstarters, where not only did you not get any feedback or a product, you've had nothing. You know, and and the, there's there's always a danger that if you create an unbearable pressure on somebody, then they crack, and the, the automatic thing is to walk away. It's not to sort of engage and say, "Look, I'm finding this hard." And Dave's doing that; he's keeping us all involved. He's keeping. I'm a backer. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it and being able to sort of try and learn it and 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 have goes at it with people over Skype and things, I'm looking forward to that but if I used to sort of badger him until he just turns off and walks away from it, then everybody loses and I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen to Dave, Dave's just basically said he's not, you know, he's not feeling great, he needs time to recover from what, his medical issues and let's give him it, you know because then we can be we can get the product in good time and his time and it will be his best that he can do um, otherwise we end up with something that's either rushed or something that doesn't come at all give the guy a break that all sounds exactly but, I mean, I think well we're seeing Dave. an anaconda now land here at uh, at this station and um, that certainly puts your scale into perspective <laughs> How's the anaconda looking size-wise compared to the, the cutter and things, then? Well, I'm just closing in on her now. Uh, it's, it's... Oh, it's Commander Bapster. He's, he's just arrived in his, his massive anaconda. And, uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, he's now trying just to show off, I think. Uh, but... You are basically a tiny gnat compared to the rest of that, the size of that ship. <laughs> I think in an SRV you're a gnat compared to the size of even a Cobra. <laughs> so I think that's a perfect opportunity and we're at the right place in the thing to start seeing about bringing in the, uh, the TeamSpeak channel that we've got this evening. So if you're wanting to say anything in TeamSpeak, in the live broadcasting chat and I will give you guys some voice, but... I'm going to start out, I'm going to put Commander Mindwipe actually on the spot, and I want to hear about his first, his impressions. So, welcome to the show, Commander Mindwipe. Hello. Can so you hear obviously me? Obviously, yes, we can hear you, and you are obviously with us last week, but how's your week been, what's your impressions been so far? Well, 
finally, after having getting the game working after doing a hell of a lot of um, jiggery pokery with uh, Visual C redistributions, uninstalling, reinstalling because of the 64 bit client, I finally got the game to work. And after that, it ran quite smoothly, actually. I, I enjoyed, you know, loading out to the land on planets and stuff until today. Until today, why? What's happened today? Well, today for some reason the client seems to want to actually suspend me midair, and everything that seems to work, I can actually text people, I can actually move around the panels and stuff. I just can't move the ship. Problems with your bindings or something, maybe? No, or no, 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 weirdness? not in the slightest. It just froze up all of a sudden. I had to completely re-quit the client and restart the game. But other than these small little minor niggles. I have really no complaints on the game. It actually has been quite fun to fly, um, you know, doing some you know little exploration on good high graphic planets and stuff, doing some visual shots. You all right, baby? And also just you know, doing the you know the old um, Top Gun style uh, buzzing telecommanders in their scarabs when you're in a cutter right over them by just grazing the top of their thing within the cells. It was really good fun. I have to admit, that's what I was doing when I went off and blown up by the SRVs, because I think I was buzzing a commander and I kind of clipped a scarab, which made the whole base hostile towards me. Mm. It's a, it has been a lot of fun. There are, there's the obvious glitches. It is beta, of course, yeah. But other than that, it's actually been pretty fun for what I've experienced thus far when I've actually got into the game and it's actually worked. So what kind of things have you been doing in beta then? Well, mostly just hanging around with uh, the fellows and exploring the planets, checking out some of the stuff with the uh, wave scanner with the scarab, um, also checking out little elements I can do with the ship as well, just to uh, kind of, in a way, kind of exploit things. So, like, you know, you land near one of those purple spots, you know, the hot spots, and uh, instead of actually going out with the scarab and taking out the um, skimmers and stuff like that, it's like, dock back at your ship, take off 400 meters and then blow the living bejesus out of them with your actual ship and then dock, land, land back down on a planet and then go check out the actual trespass zone. Well, I think, wouldn't say that's exploiting things, I mean that's part of the play that's yeah, true, we're, yeah. we're meant to be able to do. Yeah, it's like, I've got a little scarab and there's like 12 of those things and I've got a big ship there that can take them all out with missiles and little turrets very easily. Hmm, which one am I going to use? Yeah, I mean, so I have to admit, what I can't wait for is, you know how at the moment, obviously, we've got our link to our turrets in our SRV. Yes, that's true, I yeah. want that link to my turrets in my ship. I really, that would you, be nice, yeah. I want, say, to have control of my belly gun on, you know. Oh, like, yeah, belly gun, Empire yeah. Strikes Back at Precisely. <laughs> uh, I know where you're so, going from. Exactly, I mean, I totally want to be able to do all that kind of stuff. Um, and obviously, I, I mean, I'm assuming we're going to get that kind of stuff for the multi-crew thing later on in Horizons. But even just now, I'd love to just be able to sit there at my whatever ship I'm in, and here is a great big, you know, I think, what is it the Anaconda's got? It's got the huge, it's got the huge cannon or something like that underneath it. It's got the huge hard point and the yeah. large hard point underneath it, as well as two small uh, class ones. So, I mean, can you imagine the fun we could have with, you know, a great big chuffing cannon? I, I actually, I'm waiting for somebody who, when, you know, with the uh, crafting system they're introducing where you can actually make, like, green lasers and stuff, I'm waiting for somebody to hover over a, uh, uh, you know, an outpost on a planet and actually do a Star Destroyer-style-esque stuff with the actual turrets firing down. You know, the green, with the green lasers. Yeah. yeah, no, I think, I mean, we need red versus green Star-esque kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Indeed, yeah. 
Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut you up. Uh, yep, no worries. It's wife, been a nice chat with you guys. You too. And Cheers, I'm gonna, as soon as I find the button, I'm gonna bring in Remclip and I can find him. Where are you? Why can't you talk? I can talk. Oh, you can talk. There you are. I, Hello, I could always talk, man. I've been talking for yeah. 40 years. <laughs> Congratulations. That's excellent. Oh, thanks. So, so what have you been up to then? In the game, I've been playing around on planets a lot. Searching for... Um, what do you call those? When you find those uh, blue zones on the planet? Points of yeah. interest. Points of interest, yeah. yeah. POIs, yeah, like my TomTom. Yeah, I've been looking for those. That's been great fun. And I've been having the same problems that MindWipe has. I've been having them since day one, where my ship after takeoff just hangs in the air at a funny angle, and uh, it automatically disables the thrusters, and you can't do anything anymore. That's a weird bug. Have Frontier acknowledged this as a, a feature, shall we say? And they're going to do something uh, about it, or what they're doing? I really don't know. I haven't heard back from them. I found a workaround, though. You just uh, deploy your SRV, uh, drop down the couple of kilometers that you're above the surface, and then if you survive, you send away your ship, and then shortly after, recall it, and it'll land, and you can start all over. I love the idea of doing a sort of several kilometer fall. That'd be awesome. It takes a while, though. It would still be awesome to do. <laughs> So but um, other, yeah. other than that, I've been doing. Um, I've been trying to find bases that I can attack, and then um, seeing if I can kill everything with my ship instead of with my SRV. And uh, yes, it's way too easy to kill stuff with your ship on bases. Uh, I thought it was much more difficult, but it's uh, very, very, very easy. Um, and I've uh, been trying some um, planet um, air, to, well, planet combat so to speak, over just above the surface, which is totally different as it is in space. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, I've done some trench runs and things like that in my, in my, oh, Ferdinand's I was doing that. I haven't done it in the Cobra yet, but it's so much fun just flying gravity well, skimming yeah. the surface at a few meters is great. I love it. Yeah, with, without, a hard, without a real hard deck, um, you really don't notice that you have inertia on your ship. But once yep. you start uh, flying towards the planet and then trying to pull out, <laughs> I've had a couple of interesting, well, lawn darts or face plants. <laughs> so I'm just actually, I'm just experiencing a feature apparently that I saw in one of the bug reports today that, that basically the scarabs don't have um, ABS because they went off and turned it off because they wanted us to be able to skid. And I'm just wondering, uh -huh. do we think that we're skidding too much now or do you think it's... Oh, it's best no, turned off for fun. Flipping and sliding is brilliant, man. Power slides, I love them. I do, you love it, okay. I do wonder, though, um, uh, I've been on planets with 6Gs, and I've been on planets with 0.01Gs, but every time I use my thrusters, it always seems to jump up just as high as it does on any other planet. That doesn't seem quite right. That doesn't seem right. No, I've not, not been on any high-G worlds, I have to admit, so I, I've not experienced that, but if that's the case, it doesn't seem right. Yeah. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe it's only my imagination. Sorry, I'm just jumping a Imperial... Not Cutter. Um, what is it again? It is... Oh, uh, the Courier. Yeah, I'm just ship. Jump, jumping a... I know, it's a small ship. Yeah. But why not? It's, it was it was in the way, so I jumped over it. And not have, you been, it. have you been looking in the rift on the planet? No, I've not got, a, I've not got any rift? kind of VR. Oh, okay. Well, if you have a chance, man, try it out. It's very, very, very nice. I was I was hoping I'd actually have been able to get myself a ticket for I-56, 
but they're all sold out, unfortunately. So, sadly, the um, oh, the convention of the NEC that Ed is doing with HTC Vive this weekend. Ah, okay. Because um, you know he's there with uh, uh, nice, powerful computers and and the uh, the Vive VR stuff. So. I was Ooh, nice. very much hoping I'd have been able to go along there and try some planetary stuff, if they're even showing it off. I mean, they might be just doing the combat missions and things like that again. I, I have no idea what they're going to be doing, but I do want to try planetary landings and stuff like that in a VR, because that'd be so awesome. Well, yeah, I'm waiting for the Vive. And the Oculus, of course. And the, Yeah, and the Oculus, and everything else that I do for the next few years. I mean, do yeah. you think, though, that... VR is with us, as we were talking about earlier, or do you think it's going to go the way of 3D TV? I don't think it's going to go the way of 3D TV, because, uh, well, if you're using VR at your computer, you're just sitting down behind your desk. You're sitting there anyway, so whether you strap a couple of monitors to your head or you have a couple of monitors on your desk is really not much difference. But the experience is so much better. So um, I think it's here to stay. Alien, apparently, sorry, uh, Danny, apparently Alien is requesting that the Twitch TV channel is saying, could you please say shaken and not stirred? <laughs> shaken, not stirred. <laughs> Alien, <laughs> I hope that was oh, satisfactory. Oh, what you like? <laughs> oh, what you like a smoke and a pancake? We do get some odd requests. We do apologize for... <laughs> oh, and Mindwipe has just tried your drop your SRV for a bit and he, it works. Oh, he didn't survive the fall. But it's still, you know, he wor it worked. Yes, Mindwipe, on a 6G planet, don't do it from 12 kilometers up. <laughs> how, <laughs> how fast do you, does it show you your speed? No, it doesn't. Uh, I think there's ah. a bug. I thought at the beginning of, um, of Horizons, the SRV um, showed you your speed. I'm not sure, though. Maybe I'm imagining it. But uh, it's not there now, so I don't know. Maybe it's only showing us our... Oh, when I've got the accelerator, I can see my speed in that. But it'd be nice if it showed you your... Yeah, on the HUD. Your, your speed, as opposed to how fast your wheels are turning. Yeah. Right, well, I'm going to bring Alien in now. So thank you very much for joining us, Danny. Right, Cheers, Danny. And yes. let's bring our lovely Alien in. Right. Hi, Alien, and welcome to the show. Hello. Do you want to tell us what things you've been up to? Hello. Hello, you can talk. So, Alien, what have you been up to in Horizons, or have you even been playing it? Uh, the other day we were um, doing some testing with Bankayun, because uh, he wants to set up uh, racing with hot and orbital truckers. So there was uh, a group of, uh, there was a few of us doing some testing. We were uh, testing racing across about five kilometres of a surface to see how quickly it would take us, which we did in about three minutes. We did some laps around station. At one point I got stuck upside down. I managed to test something I wanted to know since before we got our hands on Horizons was, what if you got an SRV on top of a ship and the ship thrusted upwards? Oh, that's something I wanted to try. How? What, what does happen? I got my SRV on top of someone else's <coughs> Cobra Mark III and I asked him to stay level and just thrust upwards to see how high it could go. The ship wouldn't move. 
an SRV can that's stop very, a ship that's taking very off. That's very weird. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's the big thing I've been doing is some testing with Vankayan for uh, upcoming racing organised by the Hutton Truckers. Yeah, I'm actually, we've got a couple of Federal Corvettes here. I'm tempted to see if I can try and land on one of them and get them to take off. But <laughs> try it, it. But it's so annoying though, because we lose our thrusters when we get close to a ship, it's actually surprisingly hard to get onto a ship. Yeah. It's, no, I, yeah, I not... found that. It, the, how I got onto it was the Cobra had landed next to a slope, and I drove up yeah. the slope, and from there sort of hopped onto the Cobra. Yeah, I think it's definitely, if you've got something you can jump off, it makes life a lot easier for you. Yeah. Have you been doing anything else in Horizons or just helping Dave out? Uh, I was messing about with some uh, someone who streams on Twitch called Maxwell Plays. So I was on his stream, uh, I think, I can't remember what day it was, it was a few days ago. And then today I was, was it yes, no, yesterday I was messing about with someone... Uh, mind wipe. I was messing about with mind wipe, and today I was messing about with mind wipe and I see me. Just sort of using the shit as to actually testing anything seriously. Yeah, we were just meeting up and messing about. And it's all testing purposes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a bug I'm really annoyed about. Is as you're taking off in a ship from the planet, and it could be like planet, uh, a surface takeoff, or from the station. As you're going up to get in into super cruise, you go through like a ceiling, an invisible ceiling, and it does a ton of damage to your ship. So if you're in a, in my Cobra, I took forty-one percent damage. Yeah, you know, it wiped out my shield. Is that what happened? Is that the bug that you when you spawn inside of the planets? No, this is like a normal takeoff. Hundred percent shields and 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 hull. And you, as you're going up, you suddenly take a ton of damage for no reason whatsoever. And if you're in a smaller ship, that could just wipe your ship out. Are there invisible shields or something like that around stations or whatever? Know. Or I don't know what's causing it. It sounds like you're flying into a wall, doesn't it? Yeah, I looked it up today and I couldn't see anything on the known bugs. No fixes in the changelog and no threads about it anywhere. And it, it does just sound. Experiencing it. I'm assuming you've reported it as a bug. I haven't. I don't know how to. Cause part of the bug reporting process is like, is it repeatable? How do you recreate the bug? I don't know how to recreate the bug. Oh, so you just say and repeat it. it yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I, I, I'm, oh. I don't mean that. I don't know how to submit a bug. I do. I don't know how to. Do it so that you repeat the process the every time. Yeah, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. It just depends. I still think it's probably worth mentioning the problem, even if you can't repeat the bug. Yeah, but I'm just wondering if it's just me or if other people are getting that bug as well. I don't know. That's the kind of thing. That's the only thing you can find out when you submit the report, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, sugar! <laughs> You're sick. Sorry, I'm I'm spinning round and round and ouch. <laughs> Sorry, I just took myself down to 9% hole there, right in front of the commander slap shot, so I've no idea what that looked like, but I think I span around about 7 or 8 times. Uh, you know the... Oh, the landing pads at the back of... The, the thrust pads at the back of the landing pads, you know, it's like, 
rise up and down when you're taking yes. off. I kind of my buggy over, sorry, my SRV <laughs> over with the back of one of them because it it had to be done, and it was awesome, but it kind of hurt as well. I landed on Yuhish. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like an E C H U type word. Yuhish city on Mercury earlier today. And that's that's a that's a nice city, isn't it? That's my new favourite uh, station to go to. Yeah, it is very nice, that one. I, I like that one. Right, well, thank you very much for joining us, Ian. Thank you for letting me talk. Yeah, anytime. And I'm now going to bring in Commander Bicky, if he's wanting to speak to us. If he's even here. I'm going to go over to Commander Icini then, I think. So, hi, Commander Icini, are you with us? I am indeed. Greetings, Commander. What, do you want to tell us about the things you've been up to in Horizons? Uh, pretty much going everywhere, um, trying to see what I can find, where I can get myself, and where I should be getting myself, and then see if I can get myself out. I've just landed on a landing pad at the moment, in a buggy. So you've just done the opposite of what I've done then? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get this, but it's good fun. Yes, um, it's been good fun actually, I've been, I've been liking the game, I like the way they've managed to get the... Uh, it's almost like a seamless um, instance from from being on the planet, you know, outside of the planet, to going onto the planet. Um, there's a little bit of a lag between the two, but can't complain, it's been great. Um, I've been having great fun flying around the uh, big city in Mercury, that is fantastic. Are there Does, any other big ones? I haven't found one yet, but I, have, I, have been, I am looking. Yeah, that seems to be the only one that people really know about. Yeah. Everyone seems to like to go to the Soul System. The yeah. only real bug I've found so far with the game, apart from you know, the, the couple, and none of the others that the others have mentioned, I've found so far. But the only one I found is occasionally you'll be going forward, and then you'll hit reverse, and suddenly the throttle will be stuck in reverse. Easiest way out of that is quickly grab the handbrake, put the throttle back to zero, release the handbrake, and it goes back to normal again. Ironically enough, as you were saying that, I experienced that very same bug. Yes, yeah, I'm right. trying to get into my cock to my. Uh, oh, my garage to repair myself from 9%. I'll have to do my spins. The other problem of occasionally uh, today, I suddenly found my ship no longer had a place for me to dock inside it. It wouldn't give me the place to dock, so sent it away, asked it to come back again, and magically found the hole for me to go back in again. Yeah, I've had that one as well. I had a couple of times when I'm not entirely sure how I got out, but I landed, and that was all fine. I was down. Deployed my SRV out from underneath, but could I get back underneath my my Birdlands at the time to lap to get back into my ship? Could I echoes like? I did actually have a problem when I first started playing. I was in a, Mo a Cobra Mark III and I couldn't get the buggy underneath the Cobra. It physically wouldn't fit. Well, that's not so good. No, I mean the, yeah. I'm trying the Mark IV out today just for giggles. It is worth, you know, worth having sort of a, maybe a ship with slightly longer landing gear if it's going to be a rocky surface, otherwise you might not be able to get it underneath because the landing gear is just that little bit too short. Although I have noticed I can actually fly, drive through the uh, rear bulkhead of my Python. Okay, that's So maybe that's a nice little thing there, but well, that could be awkward for people trying to get in and out of their ship with that, so yes, yeah, so let's just make so you can drive through it. Yeah, it's at least it's a, it's a workaround, so I'm going to go yeah. off. But on the whole, I can't complain. It's a fantastic thing. I mean, I'm thinking, wondering how long they're going to leave it before they decide to go go live with it. I hope they do it before Christmas, because I can imagine there's a lot of people going to be buying this for their Christmas present for themselves and want to play it over Christmas. There's a oh, lot to find. I have no idea when they're going to be doing it, obviously, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do something along with the one year anniversary. That makes sense to me, but what do we know? No, we well, I know nothing, but others may know more. Yeah, well, this this is where we need crap to come <laughs> along and say, I can tell you, but I can't. Yes. Yeah, just see if you can get him to see if you can get him to squirm a little bit, then you know you're close. <laughs> yes. Trick him um, into it. Indeed. Although I have noticed I think it was Sarah Jane Avery saying she's going off on holiday for Christmas for the next three weeks, I think she was saying on Twitter. And I think some other frontier devs are actually being allowed to take holiday, so I'm assuming that means things are looking good. But then again, also, we know Frontier is a nice company and they don't sort of say, no, you cannot go on holiday that you've had booked for the past year because Horizons is ready, so... Yeah, I, I don't want to read anything more into it than there maybe is, but I would have thought that Frontier would say, well, do you mind not having holiday guys, or at least not approving holiday, if they weren't fairly confident about release dates? I can imagine this is something they have discussed with their employers. I mean, it's I'd like to see it would be sense, interesting but... for the players that are going to be. Uh, I mean, I'll personally, I'll be playing over Christmas and you know on Christmas Day. Um, it'd be nice as if the developers decided that we're going to make ourselves a, a a Santa sleigh ship. We'll fly around and we'll interdict the odd player and give them a Christmas present and then fly away. Like a it Santa sounds like the Santa. kind of thing Code could do if they wanted to. Well, yeah, there's that, that... that thing on the twenty second. Did I just beat you to it, Grant? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really thinking on the lines of you know Santa code. That'd just be interesting, wouldn't it? Ho ho ho! Gishy cargo. Oh come on, we need it in pirate accent as well. Gears your cargo. That's more like it. Come on. Oh, I'm gluttony Santa. Yeah, gluttony claws. <laughs> yes, I'm gluttony claws. <laughs> Whose ship is that out in the distance? I shouldn't be driving in because I'm having too much fun driving around and not actually paying attention to what I'm meant to be doing. That's clear. Yes, well, there's nothing new there, really, is there? I mean, it's not as if that's exactly what we did through so we could really, all of last week's show as well. We could really do with people that are maybe disappointed with Horizons, really get some sort of, you know, counter to Obviously, my first experience of it was very meh, as I hit tons of little bugs that meant it just wasn't doing what it was meant to do. And then instantly, once it started doing what it was meant to do, I had a great laugh with it. So we could do with some people that are maybe not having the fun that everyone else is doing. Maybe I mean, I know there's people that are having difficulties getting logged in, never mind anything else. Um, so there's an awful lot of bugs with the, the actual launcher for some people who are struggling to get into the game. There, I've seen a few people that are frustrated with that. I saw a comment of somebody today whose ticket was uh, deleted and that was enough to push them over the edge and they thought, that's it, I've had enough of this. They can't play the game and now they're deleting my ticket, which is obviously maybe a bit premature. Certainly warrants an email going, uh, excuse me. And uh, I think, you know, there's just going to be, there's going to be a lot of bugs and I certainly, I'm not sure when they're planning on releasing this, but it would be, and we said this the last time when we, we had bugs in CQC it was, wasn't it, for the matchmaking, it would be very disappointing if it was rushed out and these bugs hadn't been resolved, but at the rate they're going through bug fixes, let's hope if it does come out, the bugs that are left are going to be very, very minuscule. I just ran into a sentry. What does that mean? <laughs> right, well, I'm going to put Iceni away, and I'm going to bring Commander 
Damp Wolf out, because apparently he's been having negative things, so... Are you with us, Damp Theory? Hello, yes, I am. Hello from hello. Montreal. Hello, hello, Montreal. Wow, we, we have Canadians. Well, I'm, I'm not actually Canadian, but... You're not well, sounding very Canadian, here. no. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, you're I having problems. Having, um, big launcher problems since... Since the beginning, and just got in two two days ago, I think was it? Yeah, and then since then, I haven't. I I bought a season pass, no lifetime pass, and uh, had huge. Well, I I couldn't get into my original save game, so I'm playing in a in a noob sidewinder for now, which is kind of fun. Well, I have to admit, I quite like the noob sidewinder. It's it's quite refreshing sometimes to be back in back in it. Especially I, you get it I find out. it very interesting that they um, that lots of NPCs that get generated are all around your level. You know, if I'm flying my vulture or or bigger ship, then um, you you tend to get ships that are equivalent to yours rather than smaller ones. But that's what I found. That's interesting. So have you been able to play Horizons at all? Yeah, I'm. I'm just on it now today, actually, um, because um, I'm in a completely different account from my normal save game. So that's really strange. And have you had any sort of feedback from Frontier regarding it? Uh, yeah, I've I've had new tickets, and the the easiest way I've had to um, sort of poke them forwards is to ask the guys in the um, uh, the um, subreddit. Um, some of the frontier guys then kind of go and rummage through the big pile of tickets and then find it, obviously. And they've been really, really cool about it. So that would be your your advice: is uh, if you have an issue with Frontier and you've tickets not being answered, is to maybe go on to the Reddit threads and and try and see if you can shake another um, response and maybe get a, a slightly quicker response. Uh, yeah, I, I, I assume there's a lot of people out there with really um, annoying, I suppose, you know, oh, my uh, graphics card isn't working or, or, you know, I've got a piece of sellotape stuck to the bottom of my mouse or something like that. Um, and I suppose the guys on the, the Elite Dangerous subreddit are extra interested in the game, like everyone listening to this. So presumably they think, oh, this, this guy's got a <laughs> kind of slightly more problematic problem yeah it's it's not going to be a, a mundane it's going to be a, a sort of either game because a lot of the guys obviously from the fans of the original game will either be quite PC literate and um, therefore we tend to have and I, I, you know, I do take the fact that I was a PC engineer so for I, I say things I tend to go into maybe more advanced uh, ripping bits out of the computer and shoving bits in to identify what the problem is, and uh, but a lot of us have that kind of mindset, and therefore it's not a case of, oh, if I, I've not deployed my landing gear, but it just seems to be locking me up two inches from the ground. Like me, I was stuck 494 kilometres above the planet, and I couldn't get below it no matter what I did, so I couldn't land. And it was driving me crazy, and people kept saying, "Oh, try the um, horizons. You know, wipe your save and try the horizon sidewinder starting point." And I couldn't; it wasn't there in my list. And then it, the next day, it seemed to have resolved itself. And hey presto, I could do it. And I imagine that if you do go to the hassle of going for one of these lifetime expansions, the the last thing you want is 
to pay your money and then suddenly not be able to get into game because instantly you feel you've been duped. Yeah, I was actually talking to my girlfriend who worked for a big, um, a very, very specific movie industry uh, hardware company, hardware and software, and she was on the other end of the support problems. Uh, you know, she had a support phone which would ring and then she'd have to get on a plane and go to and Moscow or somewhere like that. Um, so she can sympathise with that. Um, it's it's a big one with a huge player base. That you know, I, what are there, twenty, thirty thousand players at the moment. Um, so getting through all those tickets on a big launch like this must be a big pain in the bum. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. Frontier. I've actually done figures, but I thought it was close to half a million, if not more. Wow. Well, for the beta, it's going to be slightly different, slightly lower. Oh, yeah, obviously the beta's going to be less. I'm sure I heard it was something like half a million or something, if not, if not closer to a million. Oh. Even a huge yeah. problem. Even a huge problem, exactly. Um, Plus, you've also got to add the fact, I don't think they were fully prepared for what was needed for, to support people right at the very beginning. Right at the very beginning, I think... Um, people were putting in tickets and they weren't getting resolved at all. These days, I think the process is much smoother, so you've got to give them kudos for actually pulling their finger out and getting that sorted. Well, I think that much is obvious. I mean, if you remember from the early days, for the longest time, we basically, we had Michael Brooks as our effectively community manager. And, you know, Mike's not a community manager. Yeah, you know, he's, he's an awesome guy, but he's not a community manager. And then we had oh, Mark Boss for a few weeks. Uh, and then Frontier kind of got rid of him without telling anybody. And now we've got the lovely Ed, Dak, Dale, and... Isn't it? Yeah, I've only had their uh, commander names, which I, I can't remember right now. But uh, um, it, they've all been really tearful. And, you know, there's been a lot of kind of funny to toings and throwing so I, I understand they're under huge pressure um, maybe a bit of, bit of transparency like you know your ticket is <laughs> 200 million in in the line. <laughs> yeah. we appreciate your custom <laughs> exactly yeah yeah but I mean I think I don't want to advertise this as a way of getting around things or anything but I know certainly I've had some as you were saying I've had some back and forth with Commander sticks on Twitter and things like that, and yeah, no, guy. Uh, he's also on Reddit and things like that. And Commander sticks does seem to be an awesome individual who is very good at helping people and just raising awareness of yes, we are doing something. Have you tried this? And he's usually pretty quick off the bat. Yeah, he, he um, seems to be on it on on, the, on Reddit as well. So yeah, I'm. I need to send him some Canadian maple-infused biscuits or something. Oh, they'll like that. <laughs> something for their pizzas, I think. Oh, uh, the Dutch do oh syrup on their pancakes, so I don't don't see why you can't do maple syrup on pizza. It could work. No. No, you don't think? No, come on, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, right, tell me this does not sound good. Bacon and maple syrup pizza. Well, there are things called uh, sugar shacks <laughs> here where you get the whole breakfast with infused in uh, 
maple syrup, egg, bacon, uh, beans, um, sausages. It's disgusting. I still think it sounds awesome. The bacon, bacon and maple syrup pizza. I love maple syrup. <laughs> I think that sounds awesome. Um, I was going to ask you something else. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, you were saying about Reddit and things like that, but, I mean, I noticed that even David Breben seems to be a bit of a frequenter on Reddit. I've seen him responding to several things now, actually. I think they find, you know, Reddit was like the forum of old. The the kind of high-intensity anger just doesn't quite stick around as you know unjust comments and just get downvoted so quickly um it kind of allows that the sort of reasonable posts to to stay at the top i mean it's not perfect nothing is because we're all mental uh, absolutely that that's why i avoid the forums generally because um there's just so much the signal to noise ratio there is 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 very very low so the the reddit Reddit's great because it filters everything out by by its nature. I think it's quite bad that we all it's it's quite sad actually that we all basically avoid the forums. It's considering the number of forum moderators that we know and the awesome hard work that they do. It's actually quite a shame I think that we're well, not I mean, going there's, there's so much. There's obviously we don't we can't say that we avoid the forums because we go there every week to look at the dev notes, to look at the patch notes. We're just not engaging in the community uh, in the forum as we used to do. But then again, I'm still there doing my Drabble shows, still checking on the Thargoid and Ferdlances. You know, I'm still getting involved in the bits that I enjoy. Um, but yeah, I've not exactly been going into uh, anything else that's kind of likely to cause problems it's been very interesting for me to watch the development of this game from the kickstarter all the way to now where like you say there's what quarter of a million players because um, at the very beginning there was the live radio guys and this tiny forum and now it's it's just kind of ballooned it's, it's kind of fascinating to watch yeah, it is fascinating, and it's a bit of a. Sh- I think it is actually it's a bit of a shame as well. Um, I mean, I know that I used to basically just sit on the, oh, the new posts page, and that was that was almost my homepage for a long time, um, longer than it probably should have been. And now I very very rarely will I actually just go and browse the forums for new posts, and I, I must be missing stuff, but. It also means that it's kept me a bit saner, I suppose, that there's less... As you say, there's less signal-to-noise there now. No, I must admit, the e-drama on the forums is one of the reasons why I, I just pop there occasionally and make the occasional post. Uh, there does seem, especially, that if a, if a developer or they make an announcement, there's normally about 20, uh, 50 to 60% of well done, congratulations and then some vitriol that is just there thinking are these people actually playing the game or are they just there to stir it? I wouldn't be at all surprised if they were there to stir it to be honest which... I think it's the <laughs> I nature it's... of the internet It is sadly isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately Yeah, it's, it's a shame but it is one of these things Alright, is anybody else wanting to say anything in the TeamSpeak channel, or should we move on to our next bits? Get on with it! 
get on with it. Was that oh. that sounded like a Mr. Winard? Sorry, I'm just gonna have to kick him. Did you? Good. Yes, don't, I did. Don't do that. You'll only encourage him to come back. I know. Sorry, I should have been a kick ban, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what's our next? What's our next bit, Ben? What's what, what we're covering now? So, next up is the uh, the elite dangerous bitter only community goal, which I, th I think that's quite interesting. The fact that they're doing a bitter only community goal, but I don't quite get why they're doing it. Well, to tell you the truth, I think they want to test out some th uh, community goals which involve planetary landings. I mean, obviously you can't test a community goal <coughs> with planetary landings in the present game. Um, you know, these, these things have to, be, have to be tested. Seems reasonable enough. Have you done anything in it yourself? No, no, I'm afraid that the, I've been my time has been split into learning how to to drive the buggy and but doing the SRV uh, okay right fine I'll go take another whiskey um, between driving the SRV and also doing the leave um, community goal in the live game you know that, that that live game thing that we all used to play uh, I have to, I've actually been doing very much the same as you there um, I've got myself on I think I'm on 40% now on the Community goal, uh, but the, I'm surprised actually how well the uh, the community goal for scanning all the different planets and things like that, the exploration community goal is done. Because I yes. was really expecting it to kind of fall flat in its face, to be honest, given the fact that Horizons is out and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've noticed on it, I mean, it's already up to its last year, so you've you, it's supposed to have another week to run, but at this rate, it's probably only going to last another couple of days. To be honest, I was actually, I handed in about 150, 160 uh, systems last night, and the main reason I actually went back last night was I noticed we were approaching the last tier, and I was like, if I stay out here for another day or two, I might have nothing left. I might miss the boat, basically. Because, uh, you know, the American, the night shifts could basically kick in and we suddenly find ourselves on, that we're full. And I think we've got about half, I think we're halfway through the final tier, aren't we? Or at least that's where we were uh, about six o'clock this evening. Yeah, we're about halfway through. So, um, if you've got any, any records to, to, um, upload, now's your time, because I don't think it's going to last much longer. It's only going to take a couple of people coming back from Sagittarius A to just completely clear it, so, you oh, know. I, I know some people that are coming in from many light years out to, to hand in for this CG, and I was like, well, you better get a move on, because there ain't a lot of there ain't time left, I suspect. But it's nice money for us, actually, which is quite pleasantly surprised. I think even though I'm on the top 40%, it's still a cool 5 million. Which is always going to come in very handy. Yeah. Have you been doing any of this, Grant? No. He's been too busy with the org, the the hunt and truckers. For goodness' sake, give the guy a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I mean, we'll come to that in a second as well with the hunt and truckers and what we've been up to this last week uh, with educating it and and some other news about the hunt and truckers and what we've managed to achieve, which is ironic. No, it's not ironic. It's 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 funny. 
It's funny. So tell me, Grant, what have you managed to achieve with the Hutton Truckers? Well, apart from the big massive convoy with Educating Ed, which was brilliant, um, and I have to say, I do acknowledge the fact the Hutton Run was a different beast than these large-scale convoys because the Hutton Run gave us an awful lot of time to give people uh, chat and music played and shout-outs and stuff. But when it comes to the convoys like that it is chaos it is quick jump now pirates run quick jump oh no the convoy lead's been taken out and chased out by pirates right next decoy guy jump in who run the convoy now get us out of here and um, it's chaotic and it doesn't give you uh, a real chance to to really kind of give people that wonderful shout out that we used to be able to do we'll find some way of doing it again you know it's slightly different and of course poor Ed was picked by pirates uh, who made him their priority target and they did brilliantly at seeking him out and chasing him and Ed did terribly at avoiding them and by far he managed to survive he had that little bit of hull left and then jumped to the next system so he did a high wake jump got away, started looking at his galaxy planner for his next position and where we were all going to and it was like Ed, you didn't throttle back mate you're, you're, you're going to hit the sun and he did and that's the point at which he dropped the and then he swore <laughs> he, he said a big bad word and it was brilliant because it just shows you how intense that gameplay is and I know a lot of people that do it enjoy it and they love it and we have our wing leads and we have our um, the guys that are down in the wings and we try and encourage communication and we need to work on it we need to refine it a little bit more and try and make it much more social than it is because it's a little bit you're in a wing on your own with four people and they don't talk to you you kind of you don't get that experience other than you're listening to the radio so you've got the excitement coming through and you are part of it but you're not getting the shout outs unless your wing leader gives you a shout out and then it's so we need to work on refining these things a little bit and uh, I didn't get the opportunity to jump down the wings and have a chat to people in those wings and see how they're going like we do normally. But the whole thing was great. Ed getting destroyed countless times. The highlight for me was he was surrounded by seven pirate ships. We had Ferdelances, there was Pythons, there was Anacondas, and they were all on his screen, guns and hard points pointing at him. And he goes, right, hold on a second, mutes the stream, and comes to us in team speech and goes aim for the middle guy we're going to take him out that's all we're going to do just aim for him as long as we take him out and then get out of here we're fine and sure enough Ed died we managed to blow up that poor middle guy creating this incident and um, yeah at the end we all reached the destination we unloaded the glue I was there in my orca unfortunately due to alt tabbing and doing things I ended up with my cargo hatch faulty and couldn't actually drop my cargo for people to scoop and Mr Winner being the helpful soul he was offered to ram and bump it out at the same point I reboot my systems ending up with him destroying me and then very shortly in the blast from my ship destroying him <laughs> it was great fun but the other thing that we've been working on with Hutton Truckers is obviously we've been working hard to secure all the stations in Alpha Centauri, which we have now completed. We were then looking at uh, the next stage, which is to try and expand out into another system, hopefully one with an Orbis or a Coriolis. That would have been brilliant. 
unfortunately. We got to the expansion state on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. So I spent Sunday running missions to try and boost our influence in Alpha Centauri and then to try and speed the cooldown up a little bit and get us into the expansion state, at which point we then started exploring as many systems in a 30-year light year um, bubble around from Alpha Centauri, trying to see where the Hutton Truckers faction would appear. So you would find that there would be somewhere with maybe 1% influence. You'd find a system with you know 1% influence for the Hutton Truckers, and then we could start doing missions there in order to boost our influence to a point of civil war and then take over the world. Then, sorry, and then find them that location and start um, boosting missions, uh, bringing trade data. Well, I know you can't do that because that boosts the the holding faction. So you've got to do specific missions and undermine the lead faction to bring their percentage down and do all the missions to the hunting truckers to bring their percentage up. Avoid taking out hunting trucker targets and all these kind of things to boost the influence. Spark a civil war. And the particular system we're in only has one more station in it. It's not a blooming Coriolis. No, it's another outpost. Typical. And um, once we get them into a civil war, it's then fight the battle, tip the balance, take the station, take the system, and again, rinse and repeat. Start bolstering it up, get it into a boom state, start it going through those different things. Lockdown, boom state, expansion. Oh, what's the other one? There's another one in between. And you've got to try and do particular missions to help yourself break out of those modes to move on. And then obviously once we hit expansion, we start hunting again in the next 30-year light bubble from those systems to try and see where the hunting truckers do, try and get into the likes of uh, a decent system like Barnard Star, and then, then it gets a bit more serious. At the moment, uh, the current system we are in is not particularly problematic, I don't think, uh, for anybody in game it's wise 0855-0714 now i know that toc that's like the, what are they called the order of chaos is it or oh Aye, that's them the order of chaos the order of chaos they are struggling greatly with this particular thing because their system was quite heavily undermined in the smuggling which is a shame so if you have some spare time to go and help them out expanding and controlling their system, I'm sure they would appreciate it. But just be wary of you are moving into a player-controlled area. Not from the point of view of you can, you know, you're going to get ganked or anything like that, but just be wary that if you do go into these systems and there is a controlling faction that's a player faction, you might want to either support them um, and if they're in a particular job, just check and see if they've got a website or a forum page and see if you can help. It's one of these things where it may not be the most profitable thing, but it certainly would be appreciated. And then, of course, you've got a group of people that would be interested in helping you out. And I think groups need to group together and help each other expand until we get to the point where we're powers. And then it's war. Then it's war. Then it becomes unsociable. Then it becomes, aha, you're in my space. I destroy you. And um, that's obviously where we want to see. We want to see the next bit. We want to see how much do you have to expand by to become a power and how that then happens. That's the next mechanism, I think. So at the moment, we're looking at expanding into WISE, controlling that system, taking it over, and then looking to our next target. And we do have our Hot Pit team, which are the political team that are constantly running and keeping an eye on all of these 
particular missions. We're collecting the data. They're going to make it their findings public. We're going to try and refine them to give guides to smaller groups that are struggling to do this. But so far, I have to say, so good. The guys are, are really knocking it out of the park. And, yeah, onward to leave. Well, I mean, you were saying about supporting other communities, groups in their own system. Is there any way to know that a particular faction is a player-run faction as opposed to a NPC-run faction? It's very difficult because they're obviously so embedded in-game that it's to try and avoid them sticking out like Big Bob's Burgers faction or, you know, Betsy's Boo-Boo's or... Any, I'm, I'm trying not to be rude, um, but you know, you're, it's very difficult at first to to tell. The only way you're going to do that is by you know having a look on the forums and seeing if there is uh, any mention of it or if they if they have their own website. Obviously, Hutton Orbital Truckers is kind of obvious because um, we've been terribly <laughs> terribly vocal. Um, but in the likes oh, of it's code, only obvious to us, not maybe to you know, there's. A- I'm surprised sometimes when I'm talking to people on IRC and things where the, the likes of Radio Sidewinder or Lave Radio or Hutton Orbital Radio, it's all new to them and they're like, wow, there's radio stations about this game? Awesome! Oh yes, I know, there's, it's not an ideal and coverage. Cause you look at the going for a while. The percentage of players in-game, obviously when it was the alpha... There was nothing else that we had to make our own entertainment, which is where an awful lot of this stuff has come from. Is us generating our own content, having a chat. Live radio was an amazing resource because they allowed us not to have to read, <laughs> so so we could ignore all the the sort of long forum posts and stuff. We had the DDF information. I mean, it is a different beastie now. We do struggle sometimes to get information that's great because we're all getting that information now and we're all getting it rather better than we did before with the newsletter being more concise so it's, it's a different beastie which is why you know today we're having a chat with people in the team speak to see what they feel and the good nice thing it seems to be that overall bar those who just can't get into the game most people are enjoying horizons which is good yeah, I you, think that seems very reasonable. Do you think we could cope with, you know, 400,000 emails a week saying, no, no I disagree no. with what you said <laughs> no. in the station, you guys are a bunch of idiots? <laughs> oh, to be honest, I think we'd just ignore it. Well, I, I, I'm, of course, talking about, you know, the, the emails that that would bring above the usual 450 a week of telling us that we're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, that's about right. <clears throat> yes. I was going to say, should we go for an advert break? We've only actually got minutes, so I'm going to run very quickly on to the Guatemala shipyards announcing the Imperial Fighter. But we all know, and this was announced a while ago, that the Imperial Fighter is coming in CQC, and we can we can play with that in the one for since the 1.5 beta. But the announcement on the community and Galnet is saying. The Imperial Fighter is due to be released for use in the CQC Championships in December and will go on general sale in early 3302. Do you think that might mean that we're going to be able to fly fighters in the main game? It definitely sounds like we're going to be able to get that fighter. And I tell you what, I have flown that in CQC and it 
makes the condor look slow. Well, that's the thing. I've been trying desperately in CQC to actually get a game with with that, and it doesn't seem to be uh, popping, if you see what I mean. Okay, well, all you need to do... I mean, at the moment, CQC is, you know... Again, this is where Elite and Frontier fall victim to having too much going on at once. Um, We've obviously got the CQC, we've got that, which is a game that takes you out of the game, and then we've got Community Goals, which is features that keep you inside games, and then you've got Beta Ships, which is another feature that keeps you out of the game, and onwards it goes. And then you've got Horizons, which is a feature that keeps us flying around planets. Um, So it's very difficult to get those groups. So all I can say is, if you are struggling to get yourself a CQC match, then the trick is really to get yourself a group of of your friends and um, go into a wing or what you call it, a squad together in CQC and then start a deathmatch and that's pretty much the only way you're going to get to, to do it I'm afraid uh, and that works so you can get four or five people and then you know in a, in a sort of open deathmatch and off you go you can get a chance to play and that's certainly how I've managed to get a wee game in CQC so Ben and Colin you just need to sort of liaise with us and we'll hook in and I'll beat you Probably I. Actually, no, I don't know. Been to find out. And that very nicely segues into something that was on earlier this evening, which I have to admit, I haven't watched of the CQC Championships, the oh, the live stream that they're doing in preparation or the 100, was it, £100,000 uh, prize money that yeah, they've got set up for next year. They so, are, I mean, that's the a nice shitload thing- of prize money. It's it's a good. I mean, it's a, it's an exciting thing. Obviously, the problem with that is, um, it's always disappointing when a game has uh, one big prize, and you know you've got to beat an awful lot of people. Your luck's got to be in. Your internet connection's got to be suitable and strong. There's so many factors that can really affect your ability to play. That um, it can be, you know, oh, your first match and you're out. Oh, disappointing. Oh, I thought that Frontier was saying that that prize money also includes shipping them over to the UK so after that they're doing these... After you've qualified, yes. You've got to after qualify, once you've qualified. So, so I mean, the, yeah, the final is going to be awesome. Gonna be. And, yes. and if they Twitch stream that, it could be, you know, that's definitely a, a drinking game episode. Um, and it could be really exciting to watch. Uh, but I just feel that, you know, it's, it's a shame that, you know, you can't have... Uh, teams, you know, I know that the likes of um, Counter-Strike has these wonderful team tournaments going on, and it might be nice to have CQC in such a way that it does that too. Um, That would be pretty spectacular. I completely agree there. I mean, I think that's something we've all been wanting is being able to say, right, well, let's get four Hudson Truckers and Hems of Code, and we'll meet up and we'll go and we'll go at it. And I, I think that, I think we all agree that would be awesome fun. But yeah, especially with the whole you know frontier shipping down to a, to a location as unyet specified in a warehouse somewhere, and you know then you could you know you could well at the same time they could do some kind of strange horror movie as well, where the, you know the losers <laughs> are taken away and made into mints. I mean, to be honest, it actually sounds like the kind of thing that would be ideal for them to tie in with a land party like I fifty six. If you do it. Rather than doing it all at Frontier Towers, if you bring everybody over to EGX or 
LaveCon next year or something like that. So you've already got people there, and you tie it into an existing event just to make it even bigger. Absolutely. Sort of like again. No, that sounds. I mean, that does sound pretty epic, and maybe it is. Obviously, the problem we've got is um, with it comes to doing it at LaveCon, it's the the LAN aspect of things that you you, you kind of struggle with because you you got to you're you're sort of beholden to frontiers um, the internet connection and the requirements, and so not quite as easy to um, do that kind of tournament and also because it's one of those things it'd be epic to have that absolutely epic to be able to do that and and, and LaveCon and have a CQC championship and you know maybe there's a possibility of doing it but without being able to control that matchmaking it just seems like something that is a futile a futile attempt I'm just wondering, though, I mean, it might be something that... Oh, you know how at Gamescon and EGX that Frontier are basically running their own little servers? So you're running... I don't know whether it's connecting to their own servers, but it's basically it's a private thing that's just for that show. And then you had all the... At EGX they had, I guess it would be 16 T's all lined up, and we had two batches of eight just going at it. Actually, no, it must have been just eight computers because there was there was only one one group. But we had everybody just the computer was just switched on and always there. Yes. And you just sat down and had a go, and that was so much fun. And that's definitely the kind of thing that if Frontier wanted to do, they could probably do at LaveCon and things like that. Well, it would be nice to actually be able to look someone in the eye as you bliss, uh, blisterly wipe them off the face of the of the CQC map. That's that something's missing, something personal. I will agree with that, actually. I mean, it was a lot of fun at EGX, especially when you were going around with people where you sort of like, you realised who you just defeated. And it's like, yes, got ya! And and when they got you equally in return. And it is a lot of fun doing it face-to-face sometimes, rather than the in-person, how impersonal it can be just over the internet. Sorry, I've been muting my microphone because I'm coughing like a mad thing here. Okay. Mm. I'm just doing some salvaging. Well, I say salvaging, I think I'm doing robbing because I'm now hostile. Well, I, you, I being a, you being a naughty boy again, Grant. Well, I popped onto so. Deadman Relay and got wiped. <laughs> now, has anybody else seen this issue with the um, the blue point of interest? Not, you know, uh, you can see it in the ship, but you can't see it in the SRV. That's meant to be fixed in today's patch, is it? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen a blue uh, point of interest thing yet. Okay, I have um, seen it in private previous patches, but I haven't seen it today yet. Right, now that I think I can talk again, I'm going to finish up with a really uh, just a nice little fluff piece, I guess we could say, on somebody from Reddit by the name of Gatruth. Gatra socks or something like that who's basically saying I really regret buying Elite Dangerous and he goes on to say before buying Elite Dangerous I was a happy man with a fair amount of money and very few things to spend it on the only thing I was really saving up for was an electric guitar that was it I didn't need anything and this steam sale came on and I thought I might just this game play it for a few hours it's only 12 euros so hey so I bought it I played it I loved it and then I started to browse the subreddit and see pictures of people and the hot asses. And I thought to myself, 
hey, that's cool, but it's just a useless peripheral. And then I look at more pictures, more videos, more reviews. And a few days later, I'm 100% I need a hot ass. And I'm already thinking about buying the Thrustmaster Warthog and some pedals. So he's not just going for a hot ass, he's going for the £400 hot ass and pedals. That's the same one you've got, isn't it, Grant? <laughs> what are you seeing? Uh, no, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> yes, and well, then of course, yeah. And then of course, do... the HTC Vive is coming out, and I'm convinced I need to do that, buy that as well. Before I thought, hey, VR just looks pretty cool, but I got my monitor and that's fine. And then I started realizing it's not fine. It's crap. I already <laughs> went ahead and pre-ordered Elite Dangerous Horizons and the beta. And even I even started shit. I even started shit posting on the subreddit. This is madness. I want my old life back. This game has ruined me. Edit. I also forgot about the HCC voice, HCS voice packs. I need those too, but they're not expensive. But they are and that awesome. is so true. I think I love it. Oh, they it's are just... awesome. I, I must admit, I, I didn't see the point of them to begin with until I started using Astra properly, and uh, I must admit, best. Uh, best immersion tool so far, next to next to the headsets. And I, I thought that's just a really a nice little way to round out for this evening. Uh, but has anybody seen any questions or anything like that, or any questions from IRC or Facebook or Twitter this evening? Let's go have a look. Just checking. I'm not seeing anything from people. Nothing on Facebook. No, um, no. Just, just check in with with Mike Snores. Snores, is there anything right, you need to so, ask? <laughs> yeah, so Wotherspoon is asking on Twitter, has there been any more word from Frontier Development about fiction licenses? I'd live, love to read more fiction from Drew and Alan. I think we all would. But Unfortunately, I don't think... Um, I, I don't know if things... Well, things are in progress, but we're not going to be sure where those things are at. at we do... We do have a question. Is there anything that we think is not finished in Horizons that we'd like to finish as soon as possible? And why? I think, you know what, to be honest, Lava Planets. That's it. Yeah, I... I, mm. I want Lava Planets. That's what I want uh, Horizons. I want Lava Planets. I want to I want to drop my boggy... boggy. I want to drop my SRV and uh, see if I can jump lava flows. I want to jump volcanoes. I want to, I want to do all that. Um, two things I think are missing. One is a Dukes of Hazard like sound, like sound that you can just fire off the General Lee horn whenever you're doing a, a massive 360 or a roll. Uh, the other thing that I would like to see in is fuel scooping from gas giants. I actually still miss that. I think that's that's fair enough. Yes. What about SRV skins? Or, or is that just a can of worms I've just opened? I SRV suspect skins. that's something we're going to get, but then again, there's not a lot to the SRV to put a skin on. So I don't actually know what they do with that. I'm just getting a link sent through from Chris Jarvis, if you looked at that, the Art ARS talks with David Braben on the challenges of making games for real VR, which is kind of relevant. We'll pop that in the link so people can have a look at it when we put the show notes up so that you can see the links to all the things, because that's one of the feedback we've had, is that people find it difficult to find the links for the stuff that we're talking about. So we're going to try and remember to uh, put them in the show when we add it to the forum. Put them in our show notes. And, well, yeah. I think if we just add it to our um, to the Lay Radio website and just link to that, it's probably the easiest, isn't it? 
Yeah. I'll pop it in the notes, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's getting into management issues, isn't it? Oh, I just I had something in mind for what I thought was missing. And it's totally gone. Oh well. I did actually I had something that I was thinking I would like that in the in horizons, but I can't remember what it is now, so we're gonna have to live without that. But on that note, I want to thank everybody to who's been joining us this evening. So I'm gonna start out by thanking the uh, the TeamSpeak channel where we've had Commander Bicky Eureka, Steed, um, Colin, Colin, Danny, and Simon's been here, Damprey, Alien, Icini, Ventura, uh, Theo BGT, who I never managed to pronounce correctly, and Mimedwipe was in earlier, but he's left us. I have, but I've actually crashed, so I don't have a list of commanders who are in game. Do any of you guys? I don't have anyone in my instance, no. I'm afraid it's not. Um, I've lost it on my instance as well. So, thank you very much to everybody who's going to sing game then. And thank you very much to everyone at IRC and on the Twitch chat as well. Uh, so, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you want to get in touch with the show, then you can email us on info at laveradio.com. We're on Facebook slash Lave Radio. We're at Lave Radio on Twitter. And you can join the Skype chat channel by adding Fozzer101 to your Skype contacts. You can also join us on our uh, TeamSpeak server, where the commanders come out and hang, on, hang out to chat on laveradio.teamspeak3.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on Tuesday evenings at 30pm. Uh, yeah, we're in GMT now, aren't we? And streamed out live on http colon slash slash laveradio.com slash live. Thank you very much to Rant and Colin, and to everybody else who's been joining us in-game. Until next time, fly safe, and if you can't do that, drive dangerous. Two seconds, I'll be right back.